0: Us as we have gathered here today, O God, the Bible says that indeed blessed is the one whom you invite to come into your presence. Lord, we are asking that as we have come, O God, may we be changed in the name of Jesus. May our minds be transformed in the name of Jesus. May every burden be lifted in the name of Jesus and the name of the Lord be glorified. Blessed be your holy name, O God, in heaven. For, Lord, you are worthy. Jesus, mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Quickly, let's open our Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. And we're reading from chapter 6, from chapter 6, from verses 1 to 9. Deuteronomy, chapter 6, from verses 1 to 9. If you're there with me, say amen. If you're not, say wait for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, this is the commandment and these are the statutes and the judgments with the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, and you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, That it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you. A land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These words which I command you today shall be in your heart. That you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down when you rise up you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates May the Lord bless you in his word in Jesus' mighty name. Gracious Father in heaven, I ask that even as I speak your word, that Lord, you would bless every heart that is listening, that Lord, you will empty me of self, granting me utterance to communicate that which you have laid on my heart. And that above all, O God in heaven, let the name of Jesus be glorified. And that everyone under the sound of my voice will be edified in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, for those of us who are writing this morning, the title of my sermon is... Um, starting the, the Dominion Mandate Part 3. Hallelujah. The Dominion Mandate Part 3. And the subcaption there is building godly families. Hallelujah, building godly families. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, building godly families. Praise God. Um, for those of us who perhaps uh, today happens to be your very first time you're coming in contact with us in Place of Victory, whether you're watching online or you're here on ground. Um, the theme of our month this month of August. Is we're looking at what does it mean to have dominion bearing in mind that when God created man dominion was the intent of God and the deliberate design of God for man hallelujah it was in God's agenda that you and I have dominion on the earth praise the name of the Lord and you know so for me to try and communicate the topic for today you see we understand that the time when Adam and Eve disobeyed God praise God The time that Adam and Eve disobeyed God, we understand according to scriptures that the Bible said that what man lost authority. Praise the name of the Lord. And how do we know that he lost the authority? The Bible says that when the devil took Jesus up to a high mountain, he made the statement saying, all authority has been given unto me praise god in other words that dominion mandate or that authority originally vested in man by god was lost at the instance of god's or or rather of adam and eve's dominion sorry disobedience Uh, praise god and so we see here that this is why jesus was now teaching his disciples after he had risen from the dead because the essence of christ coming to die on the cross of calvary was to reinstitute the original design of God praise the name of the Lord and so Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said and Jesus spoke to them saying Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20 it says that what all authority has been given in to me in heaven and on the earth in other words power has changed hands praise the name of the Lord because this is why Jesus now told the disciples he said go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all these things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you even until the end of the ages. So in other words, anywhere where the gospel of God is being preached, hallelujah, anywhere the gospel of God is being preached, it is designed to communicate certain things. One of the essence of the gospel is that number one is to tell us as we all know for many of us who perhaps from a very early age in sunday school we have been made to understand that the design of the gospel or the gospel is good news hallelujah in other words what good news is the message trying to communicate number one is that what satan no longer has the authority hallelujah satan no longer has the authority number two is that anyone who believes in the message and the person of jesus christ has been delivered from the clutches of satan hallelujah praise the name of the lord anyone who believes in the message this is why the bible says that what that the word of god which we preach is 90 in romans chapter 10 and the verse 10 it says that what with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness and with the heart one believes unto salvation number three is that what god desires to transform the life of anyone who believes praise the name of the lord the essence of the gospel is transformation praise the name of the lord anywhere the gospel is accurately communicated transformation is designed to take place because that was the essence of why jesus came and we see that in example for everyone that christ came in contact with taking example for his disciples and for many of them, they had various um, history. For many of us, we know Matthew was a tax collector. In other words, he was a very corrupt man. But by virtue of having an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Bible said that what his life was transformed. We look at the life of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was someone who took pride in persecuting the church. But as a result of his contact with Jesus and the gospel, the Bible tells us that what he was the one who was now doing the bidding. Of the kingdom number four is that transformation can only take place through what the teaching of the principles and the patterns of god i remember here when i said it in church that the bible is designed to accomplish three things the bible is contained three things are captured in the bible number one is that the bible is full of prophecies In other words, it tells us what God is said to do in the coming ages. A good example is uh, today in Sunday school, we're looking at what? The marriage supper of the Lamb. Praise the name of the Lord. The essence of all this is that at some point in time, Jesus is coming again. Praise God. So whether you are scientific in your belief system or whatever it is, the truth remains that what at some point in time, this earth as we know it will no longer exist. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two is that the Bible is full of what? Promises. In other words, you begin to look at what God is, or rather I'll say that the Bible is the love letter of God to everyone who believes. In other words, for someone who is sick in their body, when you begin to come in contact with God's love letter to you, you begin to understand that it was never God's idea that you, you and I nurse any sickness or disease. Praise God. And finally, the Bible is what, full of what? Principles. The essence of principles is that by reason of engaging those principles, we are able to become what God has said we are capable of becoming. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that in a church where the prophecies are taught and the promises are communicated, but the principles are neglected. realize that what your life does not reflect what god is saying and so for that reason you begin to think perhaps this christianity we are talking about is a lie praise god because you see success is powered by principles the essence of principles is that so long as you're able to teach the same thing to anybody who believes you get the same result am i making sense praise god this is why jesus had the confidence to say go into the nations and preach what? The gospel. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit and making disciples of them. That was the essence of the gospel. Praise the name of the Lord. So in other words, transformation can only take place through the teaching of the principles and the patterns of God. In other words, that's what we in the Christendom now call what? The kingdom message. Praise God. And the kingdom message is simple. The kingdom message is simple that what there is a king and that king is Jesus. Hallelujah. And he rules over the affairs of certain degree of people. And for you to subscribe to that kingdom, you must believe in his lordship. And as a kingdom, there are certain cultures and practices that obtain in that particular kingdom. And the principle is saying that what if you practice this you will enjoy the dividends of that particular kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. However, as good as these things that I've said to you is, we understand that what? For everything that is designed of God, the enemy always has a strategy. Praise God. The enemy, what? Has a strategy. And the strategy of the enemy simply is that what? Is to ensure that the message of God is never received. Praise God. Because if all these things are saying that the moment you receive the message, your life is transformed, then the agenda of the enemy is to make sure that it's either you are confused or you don't even hear it at all. Praise God. That is why you will sit under a word of God being taught and you are feeling sleepy. It's an attack. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Or perhaps you want to pray or study your scriptures. Next thing, your phone is beeping and you see email notification, job application. And so you are tempted. Could it be that job I applied for? And so you look at it. All of a sudden, you are distracted. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because anything that is godly and is beneficial to you, it is the assignment of the devil to ensure that what? You don't get access to it. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is why you realize that Paul began to say that what? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because what? It is the power of God unto what? Salvation. I like how the the Living Bible put it. It says, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It says, it is God's powerful method of what? Bringing all who believe into heaven. Praise God. Now, the truth is, heaven as we know it is where where God dwells. But you realize that what? The culture of heaven even starts here on the earth. That's the essence why we come to church. Because the Bible says that one in heaven, everybody's thinking hallelujah. This is why we begin to train ourselves on how we would behave when we get to heaven. The essence of heaven is that we begin to be introduced to God's idea of heaven on the earth. This is why when you pray, you say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done, what? On earth as it is in heaven. And so he says, this message was preached first to the Jews alone, but now everyone is invited to God in this same way. Praise God. So the good news is designed to transform you, but the enemy would make sure that you don't receive this message. Because if you do, this is why the Bible said that what? In hearing, they hear, but they do not understand. Praise the name of the Lord. In seeing, they, their eyes can see, but what? They don't understand what they are seeing. A good example is in the book of Acts of the Apostles, where I told about the Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible said that what? He was reading the scriptures for so long, but could not understand what God was saying until Philip came his way. Hallelujah. And so you understand that every time you come to church, one of the prayers you must always deliberately pray is that God, whatever truth that is being communicated today, help me to understand. Because the Bible said that what? All scripture is what? Profitable. Praise God. All scripture is what? Profitable. The essence of the scriptures is to be to your benefit. Am I making sense? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we see here that in order for the devil to accomplish his agenda, he first of all starts with our minds. Praise God. I'm going somewhere. When it comes about the dominion mandate, it starts with our mind. And you realize that the mind can be a tool for evil or for good, depending on where you find yourself. Praise God. Hallelujah. The mind can always be what? A tool for good or for evil. I like how Pastor Clifford Dollar said it. He said that the devil's strategy Or the devil has developed a strategy against you. And it's what? All what? Mental. Hallelujah. Are you surprised that mental health has become the new crave all of a sudden? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And it won't stop. Because you see, if you can affect somebody's mind, you can affect that person's life. The Bible says that what? As a man, thinketh where? In his heart. So is he. So, if I need to know the kind of person you are, all I need to know is understand how you're thinking. And this is why Jesus was trying to say that, you know what? That for you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Because at the understanding of those mysteries, your life is supposed to change. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus was very, very, every time you see Jesus expressing his anger at at the disciples, it was because having spent so much time with them, Yet, they were not still coming to the place of what? Understanding. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that this is why you must guard your mind with what all diligence. Because everything that you see in your life today is what has been sown in your mind yesterday. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything you are seeing in your life today Is as a result of the seed that was sown in your mind yesterday. I want you to hold that statement because it will come to prove itself later on in this teaching. Praise the name of the Lord. And how does the devil accomplish this? It's simply by ignorance. Praise God. In our our day and age, you know, when I was growing up, there was this popular statement, at least, what you don't know will not kill you. Praise God. But guess what? What you don't know is the reason why you are still where you are. Praise the name of the Lord. What you don't know is the reason why you are still where you are. And the truth is that the ignorance here is not just ignorance, but ignorance of the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Is ignorance of the truth. Why? Because the longer one is able to be held from the truth, the longer the person can be manipulated. Praise the name of the Lord. The longer I'm able to hold the truth from you, the more I'm able to manipulate you. When you study history, take for instance, slavery. The history that you and I read in school is not our true history. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Because if I'm able to what? Hold the truth from you, I'm able to direct the patterns of your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so Bishop Bedeckou will say that what? Ignorance. He says that there are no mountains anywhere that the only mountain in a man's life is what? Ignorance. Because the day you know the truth, that is the day what? You become free. And this is why you and I must be what? Hunters of truth. The Bible says, Isaiah 5 verse 13, it says, Therefore my people are gone into captivity, because they have what? No knowledge. As a result of that, their honorable men are famished, and the multitude dried up with thirst. Praise God. You and I must be what? Hunters for truth. And when I mean hunters for in other words, you must do anything possible to ensure that what? You understand what God is saying. Proverbs 23, verse 23, would therefore now say what? Buy the truth and what? Sell it not. Praise God. Buy the truth and what? Sell it not. Unfortunately, in this day and age, in the name of being woke, many of us are selling the truth, even in the church. Praise God. Many of us are what? Selling the truth. This is why you would hear a Christian say, you know what? You only live once. Praise God. And so, you know what? Let me enjoy this life. Praise God. There is this agenda now going for personal gratification. You know what? Positive vibes only. As much as the message is not bad, you understand that what is designed to glorify self. I'm going somewhere. Praise God. Another one is that what my happiness is what matters most. Personally speaking, I think happiness is overrated. Praise God, happiness is what overrated. This is why you see someone: Oh, the day my wife is not making me happy, my happiness matters most, and so you know what? I go and do whatever makes me happy. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm going somewhere because you understand that what is these subtle messages that begin to indoctrinate you. And make you trade the truth for what you already know. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that when I was talking about the Dominion Mandate, I said that the Dominion Mandate is that the Dominion Mandate is fulfilled the moment we begin to see the signature of God in every aspect of human existence. In other words, when you begin to look at all spheres of life, you can be able to see the trace of God in that particular area. Then the dominion mandate is being fulfilled. And I said that, you know what, that one of the ways through which this is accomplished is that some people came up with what they call the seven mountains of influence. Praise God. And for many of us who may have heard about this, in other words, um, from what I read, it was that God showed this man or these two gentlemen in a vision at two separate points saying that if you can if the church can be able to possess these seven mountains you have captured all aspects of human influence praise god and those mountains involve what family life education government media business religion arts and entertainment if you look through all this you understand that what there is a thin thread that connects every aspect of your life around these seven mountains And so you understand that if you are going to change culture, if you are going to influence the world for God, then there is a need for every believer to occupy this mountain. Why? It's because the mountain is where the law is given. Praise God. The mountain is where what? Policies are implemented. This is why you understand that the policies that don't favor you were passed what? At the mountain. This is why when God was saying to Moses, he said, come up to the mountain, and there he gave Moses what? The Ten Commandments. And so if Christians don't occupy these seven mountains, then all that you will see in our day and age is what? Godliness, or rather ungodliness, being the order of the day. Remember, we are talking about what? The dominion mandate. And so this is why Isaiah saw in the vision and he said that now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow into it. It says many people shall come and say, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, thus the house of Jacob. It says, for he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in it. For out of Zion proceeds what? goes forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. In other words, in these last days, in these last days, the church must begin to put structures in place to ensure that what? We are what? At the mountain. Praise the name of the Lord. If for instance, I was to give an example and say, how many of us want to go into politics? Many of us will run away and say, God forbid, it's very evil is this. But guess what? The longer you run away, ungodly people begin to pass laws that contradict your godly beliefs. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you are saying, how many of us want to be in education today? Or for many of us, how many of us want to be the minister of education one day? You say, oh no, 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 I don't want to work in the ministry. Praise God. But guess what? If you don't occupy this mountain, you know, just to digress a bit. You know, I attended a meeting this week. A friend of mine contacted me and said you know, that he would want me to come to this meeting where in Swansea that various leaders from different faith groups are all gathering because there's an emergency. And so when we got there, the essence of the meeting was to say that, that for the coming years or even months to come, and this is why it's very, very important. It says that in the coming months, that the government, so to speak, are now passing a law to in, begin to indoctrinate children into things that are ungodly. Praise the name of the Lord, Hallelujah. Um, there's, an, there's a flyer here that I think I left at the back of the church. After church service, you can get a copy of it. And part of the things that are captured in that document, I'll just read it. You know, it's talking about RSE, which simply means relationship and sexual education in children. Hallelujah. And this curriculum, so to speak, is supposed to start from the age of three. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, you might say, hey, but guess what? Somebody passed that law. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you and I chose to keep silent, you know. And when we were in that meeting, I said that, for example, I think for us as Christians, we are very, very docile. We are very, very relaxed. We are very, very, we believe, let's pray about everything. I believe in prayer, don't get me wrong. Because the truth is, for every physical thing, there is a spiritual implication. But we have majored in the major, yet neglecting the other parts of, of life. Praise the name of the Lord. We don't want to get involved, but guess what? How then is your prayer going to get effect? The Bible says that, and God told Moses, go up to the mountain, praise the name of the Lord, and what? Lift up your hands. The more you lift up your hands, the more Israel will prevail against Amalek. But guess what? There were still people on ground fighting the battle. Praise God. And so you realize that your coming to church is not, your church is not here. The essence of what you learn is not here. It is out there. Praise the name of the Lord. The essence of light is in what? Darkness. How then are you able to fight for what is God? Am I making sense? And so part of these things that are being said here is that as part of the RSE, that children will be every, that the, the RSE will be taught to every child from the ages of three. And guess what? Parents cannot opt out their children. Praise God. So whether you agree or not, your children will be taught these things. Now, remember I said that if you can control the mind of somebody, you can do what? Control the outcomes of their life. How best do you begin to corrupt children's mind if it's not at the infant stage? Praise the name of the Lord. So in this day and age, we see so many things like LGBT, um, homosexuality, all these things. But guess what? If you begin to introduce it at the baby stage of life, then they grow up to assume that what? It is normal. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that by virtue of us keeping silent, we are understanding that our children are being indoctrinated into the ways of the world. And that led me to the message of today. That whether you like it or not, your family is subject to attack. Because this is how we must begin to learn how to build godly families. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the only way you and I can win this war. Remember, Satan has no authority any longer. We are the ones that have the authority. But so long as we live in ignorance the devil will continue to make advancement every single day praise the name of the Lord hallelujah and so I said that the family unit is based on three key things marriage parenting and family life praise God hallelujah when you're talking about what family life or building godly families when you're talking about the mountain of family is centered around these three things your marriage how you parent your children, and what? The general well-being of everyone in that family unit. And so you understand that if the devil is going to advance in these last days, the first place he must start with is from the family. Why? Because if I'm able to break the family, when we are growing up, we we all heard it, the family is the bedrock of what? Every society. Praise God. And so, if I'm able to corrupt the family, you know, if you corrupt the source, you corrupt the outcome. Praise the name of the Lord. If you're able to corrupt the source, you are able to what? Corrupt the outcome. Because everything that is being manufactured would always be what? Defective. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is why you understand that when, for example, I was sharing it last Sunday. When you, when you begin to face challenges in your marriage, always understand that it was never about you. Praise God. The devil is just out to do what? Destroy your family such that your children are exposed to the attack of the enemy. Praise the name of the Lord. Because in that meeting that I went to, right, the major concern, what marveled me simply was because we were not Christians, but thank God, I was able to find people at least we found something we're able to agree on praise God because the dangers of these things is that what children begin to at a very early age begin to deal with what mental health issues. are you surprised that even children are now committing suicide because their mind cannot process what they are going through praise the name of the Lord as a matter of fact, you are seeing people who are pushing that, ped- that pedophilia is now a sexual preference. That it is not their fault. That is how they were created. And so when a child is abused, praise God, that child cannot even process what has happened. And then you begin to understand that what suicide will be on the increase. Now, the agenda of the enemy, like I've always said, is that to, uh, to do what? to destroy anything that is of God. But God be praised that if you possess the wisdom of God on how to manage these issues, then you understand that you begin to become the example. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is why for us as kingdom people, your desire to be at the topmost top, your desire to get to the mountain. So perhaps you are in law, that you, that you practice law or family law, your desire should be that I must be on that table where decisions are being made such that I stand for God. How did Daniel thrive in Babylon? A highly ungodly nation, but yet, the Bible said that the only fault they could find in him was against his God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. If you're in media, we're in this day of content creation. What content are you creating? Praise the name of God. Remember, the mind is so... I'll give you a good example. Um, there was a day I was in the office, and there was this, for example, this rag was on the floor. And we know that whatever we see over and over and over again, our mind gets used to it. Praise the name of the Lord. But originally, it was not supposed to be so. This rag was never meant to be on the floor. But every day I came into the office, I just ignored. I just ignored. I just ignored. All of a sudden, I still walking over it. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, don't be surprised. Your children begin to be introduced to homosexuality, and for them it's normal. But it's not supposed to be so. It's not so but whatever your mind is accustomed to seeing, your mind begins to be numb towards that particular thing and this is how the enemy continues to what advance his agenda praise the Lord hallelujah so then how then do we build godly families with the little time that i have we begin to look at how then do we build godly families because the bible says that what unless the lord builds the house it says that what they that labor in vain who build it unless the lord guards the city the watchman stays awake in vain remember i said that the family unit is centered around three things first and foremost your marriage then your parenting and then the general well-being of that entire family praise god and so you understand that if you are going to build a godly family how dare you leave god out of it praise the name of the lord because you come to realize that family in the first place was god's idea Praise God. Family life was what? God's idea. So, whenever you are looking for um, principles on how to build godly families, you begin to decipher what do I pick and what do I drop. Praise the name of the Lord. Marriage was first and foremost God's idea. But unfortunately, as believers, we are allowing ungodly people. Influence what happens in our home. Praise the name of the Lord. And so quickly, how do we build godly families? Number one is that you must understand your role. Praise the name of the Lord. When I say understand your role, man and woman, as a husband, do you understand why you are in that family? Praise God. As a wife, do you understand your responsibility, not what the world is saying, according to scripture? Because remember, if you're going to do it God's way, then imbibe God's what principles? As a man, you must have a vision for your family. Where do you see your family going? Somebody told me and said, "Oh, I want you to meet my fiancee." And when I met the fiancé, my very first question was, what do you believe? Praise God. And I was very intentional because when I say, what do you believe? Then, so at least for you that is even starting a family, you begin to ask yourself, what am I coming to accomplish in this home? Because you see, women, you must pursue vision. Do you see yourself supporting this particular individual in God's assignment for them? Praise the name of the Lord. The essence of marriage, God, first and foremost, gave the mandate to men. And I'm saying this to our husbands and brothers that are here. If your home breaks tomorrow, number first person you will be held accountable is you. Praise God. Many of us don't want to hear this. But as men, if your home should break tomorrow, the very first person that will be held accountable is you as the husband. Why? Because it was you that God gave the command to. The moment Eve was deceived, God never asked Eve, what have you done? Praise God. It was Eve that ate the forbidden fruit first. God knew who ate it first. But the question was asked to what? Eve. Sorry, to Adam. Because it was Adam that received the command the very first day. All that Eve had to do was just to support Praise the name of the Lord. For women, if your home should break, the question that you be asking yourself is, was I playing my role in supporting my husband in doing what God has called us to do? You know, I always tell my wife something. I said, God's judgment is double-edged. And what do I mean by this? Many a times, we try to justify what did what we did because the person offended me. So I'll give you the story of... Saul and David. Because that's the best example I can think of. Saul wanted to kill David. So if David killed Saul, it was justified. Praise the name of the Lord. After all, in this day and age, we call it what? Self-defense. Praise God. But David understood something. That the same judgment God would judge Saul. God will ask me. When I was offended, what did I do? That's why I say God's judgment is what? Two-sided. Somebody will offend you, but God will judge your response. Praise God. And this is why we must begin to dwell with people with what? Understanding. It's highly key. Because the devil knows this and he will do everything he can to create discord in the home remember when the devil when your home is under attack if you know all these things you must cause one of the things that, that the devil always tries to do is a case of me versus her praise god not realizing that what it is us against him because we are in the same team we are after the same vision but that's why he comes to create what division and so when you understand all these tricks of the enemy Then you begin to ask yourself, how then am I able to fight? We must understand our roles. Praise God. You cannot have two captains in the same ship. It's not possible. So when God is judging the man, God will judge the man according to his responsibilities given to him from the beginning. And when God is judging the woman, do you know your responsibilities as a woman? Unfortunately, we live in this day and age where it's all about feminist movement. Don't misunderstand me. I believe women should have their rights. I don't believe a woman should be subjected to slavery or whatever it is. No, absolutely not. Because you are a human being. God created you for a reason. And that purpose must have expression. However, we must be mindful of how we go about it. Praise the name of the Lord. Because in this name of feminism, Many people have, are pursuing the wrong agenda. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two is that you must establish your values. As a family, what do you believe? Joshua said, as for me and my house, we must do what? Serve the Lord. What is the culture that is governing your family? For example, prayer. You see, when I used to grow up, there was an error I observed. Whenever we went for morning, for evening devotion, my dad would stay in the living room while my mom would be the one to bring us to the room and we all pray. That's absolutely wrong. Praise God. My dad is is a fantastic man, but doesn't mean that he was perfect. And that's why I always say that if you know better, you'll be judged by the better that you know. Praise God. So it's, it's, it's beyond me that a man will bring his family to church and go back home. It's irresponsible. Praise God, well, are tell myself the truth. Because this is how you leave yourself exposed. As a husband and wife, you must be eating from the same table. And when I mean that, I mean it metaphorically. In other words, when you come to church, you must hear the same thing so that we can believe the same thing. Praise God. Not when husband is saying A, wife is saying B. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I say, wife, you must do what? What are the values that you want to raise your children with? Because that is how you begin to dictate. You see, many a times we say, oh, my children will never have ungodly friends. That's good. But you see, there will come a point in time where you cannot dictate your friends. Praise God. And so what you'll be trusting God for is the values they were raised with. Because that is all that would guide them in saying, no, I'm not willing to do this. It's not because mommy said, it's because this is what I believe. Praise God. And so you understand that as a family, you must have your values. Other people might might do it, but not in this house. Praise God. When I was growing up, my father, for example, I never brought any girl home. No, none. My wife was the only person that came to my house. Only. Because I knew what my father was. The principle was clear. You don't except already for marriage. Now, my, 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 my friends, glory did it, you know. Their parents who allow them to bring chicks home. As part of When I was in uni, there was this guy who took his girlfriend home and the father was in the house. For me, I was shocked. Because it was against my values. We all know what boys and girls did when we were in school. Praise God. But for you to be under your roof as a parent, in the name of, I don't want to lose my child, you have lost the child already. So you must dictate your values. What do I believe? Your values must be dictated by Scripture. You cannot do this in this house. Why? You explain the reason why. Because children want to know why. You must be able to back it up. It's not because daddy said so. This is what we believe. Praise God. Number three is that we must be intentional. Remember, the topic is what? Building godly what? Families. You don't build something great by chance you don't you must be intentional so as parents how are we going to raise our children there are things that my wife agreed even before you know people make jokes of it but that's the truth before we even got married we knew the names of our children we knew it was something we prayed about and god being so faithful he honored us in that same sequence so as husband and wife How are we going to raise our children? Because the danger of this is this. Children are very, very impressionable. Many chaoses that we see in marriages today, as a a result of what children learnt when they were growing up, praise God. Because as children, the Jesus you know is mommy and daddy. Praise God. And so if if mommy does it, that means it's good. So many of us, we are used to swearing in our house. You use the S word, you use the F word. After all, I want to express what? How I feel. I should speak my mind. Nobody's saying don't speak your mind. But is speaking your mind. The Bible said what? Let every word that proceeds out of your mouth impart what? Grace upon the hearer. Praise God. This is how we build what? Godly families. You must be intentional. We don't do this in this house. Praise God. When you want to talk to each other you don't shout at your wife in front of your children because you must teach your boys how to respect women. That's the truth. As wives you cannot insult your husband in front of your children regardless of how you feel. Some will say oh he made me angry and so why don't you keep how you feel to when they go to bed? Because remember, this is how they grow up, and they're dysfunctional. Many many things that we call generational causes are patterns that our children suffer from our parents. But the but the good news is this: you must make that decision. It stops with me. Praise God. Our children cannot inherit our dysfunctions. We are failed as parents. We have failed as parents. So when it comes to being a Christian, they must see you practice Christianity. It's not by mouth. When you're challenged as a family, how do you handle those challenges? Because you are teaching your children that tomorrow, when they find themselves in a similar situation, they know how to respond. You see, growing up, my dad, no matter what, 31st of December every year, of December every year, unbroken, he will call the entire family, watch, sit down, and he will tell you, speak your mind, but don't disrespect mommy and daddy. So we grew up saying how we felt. Don't disrespect, but what? Speak your mind. Now my dad has gone to glory. We still do the same thing today in his honor. All my siblings and our wives will all come together, we'll all say, what do we want to see in the new year? What is it I don't want? Everybody will speak their mind. Because what? Unity is key. I told my siblings, nothing will make me quarrel with you. Nothing. Because I know the moment we are in discord, the enemy has entered into our family. So none of you must break the edge. Regardless of how you make me angry or you make me upset, I must never, I must never allow the enemy. Because what? You are teaching your children how to deal with their own siblings tomorrow. I used to have a colleague, and I told her she said, "Oh, I don't speak to my sister." I said, "Have you tried to make peace with your sister?" She said, "No, that she annoyed me. this." I said, that the danger of what you're doing is that you are teaching your daughters that it's okay not to be friends with each other tomorrow. You may not be there. you are dead and gone, but your family is in chaos praise God number four is that you must create a nurturing environment environment that enables growth as children allow your children to be free allow them to express themselves you have to guide them it must be nurturing it must be healthy not when there is tension everywhere for me and daddy are fighting, so for that reason, let us go to our room. We must be emotionally intelligent on how to handle family life. Praise God. Many of the challenges that, that, that we see in marriages uh, today are a result of these little, little, little things. And the devil being an expert. The Bible said, that was a little living. Living is the whole lot. All he needs to do is just one tiny issue. One tiny issue, he blows it up. Uh, out of proportion. And all of a sudden, the home is in chaos. When you ask yourself, what is the issue? I can't remember. But all I know is that what? She made me angry. Or he made me angry. Praise God. So you understand that this is, because if not, i say it again, whatever becomes of our children tomorrow, first and foremost, God will what? Hold you and I what? Accountable. The destinies of our children are under attack. And until we as Christians begin to rise up and take responsibilities, the future generation is at stake. But God be so kind that the devil has lost the battle. All we need to do is not to enforce the authority that was already taken away from him. Let us bow our heads as we pray. Gracious Father in heaven, we just want to say thank you for the words that we have heard. Just begin to pray for yourselves. Perhaps you're married, you're in a family unit. Things are not as it should be. But the essence of this teaching is that it brings you to an understanding that you want to do things the godly way. Therefore, begin to ask the Lord for help. Begin to ask that the Father would help you The Bible said that we do not have a high priest who is not touched by our infirmities. And this is why the Bible said that we should therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That Father, in the name of Jesus, we are asking for your help. That Lord, you will help us, O God. That your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Like I said earlier on, you cannot build a godly family without involving God. So perhaps you have not yet made Jesus the Lord of your life. Or perhaps you were in Christ and you chose to go the other way. Mercy has prevailed for you today. Why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Because I believe that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. And on the third day, you rose again. Grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation, even as I confess you as my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' mighty name. Gracious Father in heaven, I commit everyone who has heard all that you have had to say to us today. Lord, I ask that these words will bear fruit in their lives in the name of Jesus. That above all, your name be glorified, O God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen and amen.